are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do this, everybody. We played it on a Tuesday, July 21st, into Wednesday, July 22nd. It is another edition of Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast and Network. Matt Derry with you. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good day and a, uh, a good week so far, opening up uh, as we get ready for Lions football and training camp. Folks, we're one week away. We are one stinking week away from the Lions supposed to be uh, reporting to camp. And it appears all systems are a go for all 32 NFL teams to start training camp. The question is, will we have any preseason games? Because the league now has proposed to the NFL Players Association to not have any preseason games. What will that mean for the Lions? We'll get into that coming up a little bit here. Also, an NFL executive said and told Peter King in his column that if there's any year for the Detroit Lions to make a run, all right, are you ready for this? If there's any year for the Detroit Lions to where's the be crowned Super Bowl champs, this could be the year. I'm not kidding. We'll read you that quote coming up. Also, it is day number two of the top five Detroit Lions who could be first-time Pro Bowlers as Lions. Yesterday, we went, we're, going, we're counting them down from five to one. Yesterday at number five, Trey Flowers. Today at number four, some of you are going to think I'm nuts. I know my pick today will get some of you scratching your heads. There's two obvious ones. And those will be the last two days. But today at number four, I'm going, I'm going a little bit off the cuff. So all of this today on the very program. Find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked on Lions uh, on Twitter and also on Facebook, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page where we always post the podcast each and every day. Um, also, find us, uh, if you're listening to us, on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Find us and like us on Spotify um, as well. All right, so it came out yesterday, first reported by Adam Schefter, that the National Football League is negotiating with the NFL Players Association. Uh, Association, yes. Man, I can't talk today. And they're negotiating a plan for safety concerns. They're negotiating a plan for the season. Um, And one of the things that reportedly the NFL has thrown the NFL PA's way is no preseason games. Um, As of right now, it's officially two, including the Lions opening up in Miami against the Dolphins, where, of course, right now, COVID-19, huge hotspot, is South Florida and Miami. So probably not the best idea for the Lions in, like, less than a month to go to Miami to play the Dolphins in the preseason. So it appears that the league is doing something that the players want and throwing them a bone by saying, eh, we just won't have a preseason. And I saw a a tweet from Ross Tucker today, the former NFL offensive lineman who's now on Westwood One and has his own podcast. He's everywhere. And Ross brought up a very good point. For some of the fringy players, the late-round draft picks, the sixth and seventh rounders, the street-free agents... The preseason is an opportunity for them to make a name for themselves. And I know a lot of fans are going to say, well, good, preseason's a joke anyway. Who cares? I disagree. I still think 
scrapping the entire preseason from a COVID perspective, from a health perspective, is smart. I get it. But to go without any exhibition games, I'm telling you, weeks one and two of the NFL regular season, if there's no preseason, which appears there isn't going to be one, you're going to have some very ugly football. You're going to have a lot of penalties. You're going to have a lot of false starts. You're going to have a lot of um, mistakes. All right, the preseason is for working out some of the kinks. And if we're not going to have any preseason games, which I think for fans that still want to pay money for tickets, season ticket holders, and if they still allow fans in the stands and in the stadiums, obviously it'll just be like 20 25% full. Many of you are going to be saving your money by not having to spend money on the preseason. Some of you don't even go to those games. But I think we're going to get to a month from now, we're going to go, oh man, I miss the preseason. I miss watching football. I miss betting on the games. I get why the league is doing it. But I'm not one of these people here saying, oh good, cancel it all. Preseason sucks. Never even bring it back. No, there's going to be some guys. And again, uh, Ross Tucker pointed this out. He made an NFL roster because of the preseason. He got his start because he made a team. He performed well in those exhibition games against other teams' players and live bullets. So while we're sitting here saying, ah, we don't need the preseason, be careful what you wish for. All right? I think it's going to definitely stunt the growth of some of these organizations. Imagine Jeffrey Okuda not playing a single NFL snap until it really counts for good out on that island on cornerback, at cornerback September 10th against the Bears. It's going to be a tough transition for a lot of these young players not having a preseason. But the NFL is going to do whatever it takes to get out there and have a regular, regular season and have 17 weeks and 16 games for everybody. And if it means cutting out the preseason in order to hope and pray that this pandemic gets better, that we mask up and and the numbers start coming down, they're going to do their best. They're trying. If we know one thing about the NFL and Roger Goodell, they, they, they fight for everything that they, that they do. But the COVID testing, which we talked about yesterday, has to go smoothly. Uh, they got to get below that 5% the first two weeks so that the testing starts ramping down a bit. But with blocking, tackling, sweating, touching, football is a very difficult game to be socially distant. It's impossible. But no preseason, I get it. They're delaying things. And the schedule is also built a certain way from NFL people where we might not be starting on time. So it sucks. It sucks all the way around. And I don't want to play the political game, and I don't want to get into right side, left side, and do all of that on this show. You guys are listening to me to avoid that stuff. You want to talk. You want to hear football talk. But there's no plan. There's no plan for this pandemic in this country. There isn't. There's no plan for the schools. There's no plan for for, for football. It's tough. It's tough. It's difficult. Baseball's trying. Basketball seems to be working with this bubble. Hockey's going to give it a shot, too. There are other entities, other businesses that are trying certain things. But the NFL, uh, right now, 
They're, they're, they're bargaining with their players. And it sounds like there's not going to be any preseason games at all. All right, when we come back, uh, let's take a break and come back. When we come back, an NFL executive said what about the Lions? You're not going to believe this. And number four, coming up on our list of the top five could-be first-time Pro Bowler Detroit Lions. Number four in a second, too. You're listening to Locked On Lions. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, Matt Derry with you on this Tuesday. Thanks for listening to uh, Locked On Lions. All right, so I'm leafing through the Peter King uh, Monday. Um, uh, he doesn't call it Monday morning quarterback anymore. It's what, what is the Peter King column called? I have it right here. Do, do, do the Peter King. It, it's the pro football talk Monday morning, whatever, Peter King column. And he used to be called Monday morning quarterback. Now he's just... Um, the Peter King, you know, I'm going to get this right. All right. I'm going to give you uh, football morning in America. There we go. Okay. Football morning in America. F-M-I-A. And Peter King, you know, take him or leave him, whatever. But I think he writes very well. He wrote this. A top NFL executive said, quote, we could crown the Detroit Lions Super Bowl champs this year. Because this year's going to be about who handles COVID the best. Suppose the Lions have zero people quarantined this year, while other teams have important players out for a while. End quote. King adds, it's like what Kyle Rudolph of the Vikings told me Saturday. The team that handles the peripheral stuff best will have a huge edge, because this year the peripheral stuff will be as important as the on-field stuff. End quote. <laughs> Every team has a chance. And the NFL exec says we could crown the Lions Super Bowl champs this year if if the Lions handle COVID the best. Here's my question for you, and you could tweet to me at Derry Speaks. Do you have faith that the Lions will handle the pandemic the best? All right, you look at veteran leadership. You look at head coach, you look at history, you look at the supporting cast. You know, I, I hate, this is a Lions-based show. Most of you are Lions fans that are listening to this, but come on. Do you actually think Rod Wood, Sheila, and this crew are going to handle this the best? Based on track record, <laughs> I, I think it'd be great. I don't know a lot of the medical people with the Lions. I hope for the best, but I'm not I'm not I'm not holding my breath on this. I'm not. I see what this top NFL executive is telling Peter King. Because whether you've got the best roster or not, sounds like it doesn't matter in this COVID world. It's all going to be about health. It's all going to be about which teams quarantine their players the best, socially distance the best. But how can you determine that? And some, the Lions have a nice facility, all right? I've been inside pretty much every nook and cranny of the Allen Park complex. We don't have the inside scoop yet like we do with the Vikings, because Peter King got access to it, on how the Lions are going to set everything up in Allen Park. <laughs> I can't sit here and tell you that I'm going to be thinking 
the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl this year because they're going to handle COVID the best. This is an organization that can't even handle Calvin Johnson's retirement properly. The guy's not even a part of the team, part of the organization. He's in a, he's still in a, a pissing match with the organization and doesn't even show up anymore. He isn't even a part of the alumni group anymore. So you think if they can't smooth things over with Calvin that they're going to do this right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying. I'm hoping. But the history of this franchise is not on their side based on how to handle certain things. Maybe Sheila Ford Hamp will be the next great owner in this sport. Maybe Matt Patricia just needed a pandemic to turn things around. But last I checked, he's won nine games in two years. And that's it. The players seem to be on board. Patricia seems to have their attention. There's some decent veteran leadership on this team, starting with Matthew Stafford, Marvin Jones, and others. Hopefully, that veteran leadership does tell their teammates, look, quarantine, wear a mask, don't go out too much. Let's try to do this right so that we're all as safe as possible. But... (laughs) The NFL executive says we could crown the Lions Super Bowl champs this year. Could you imagine the Lions finally win the Super Bowl and there's 10 people in the stands? There's 20% of the crowd. I mean, that would just be so typical. Now, I know the Super Bowl's not played at Ford Field, but if the Lions were going to go to the Super Bowl, that would mean they would host a couple of playoff games, you would think. I don't think this NFL executive is far off based on COVID. I'm just not sure it's going to be the Detroit Lions. We'd love your thoughts on it on Twitter, at Dairy Speaks, and on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Coming up next, I'm picking the number four player on the list of possible first-time Pro Bowlers on your Detroit Lions. We do it every summer. Yesterday, number five was Trey Flowers. Number four will surprise you. We'll do it next, right here. Unlocked Online. All right, folks, here we go. The list continues. Yesterday, Trey Flowers, number five. Today, number four on the list of possible, could be, first time in 2020, Detroit Lions Pro Bowlers. And again, this cannot include the list. Matt Prater can't be on the list. Matthew Stafford can't be on the list. Kenny Galladay cannot be on the list. He made it last year. Jamie Collins can't be on the list. Jamal Agnew, players like that. Today, at number four, the player that I think has a chance to make the Pro Bowl and the fourth highest odds this year as a first-timer, TJ Hawkinson. Okay, now stop laughing. Get back on the road. I know you swerved off the road. Get back on the road. Hear me out. Number one, tight end in the NFC. You name them right off the top of your head, there's two that come to mind, right? George Kittle and Gronk. Last year, three made the Pro Bowl. George Kittle, Zach Ertz, 
and Austin Hooper, who is now no longer with the Atlanta Falcons, but rather the Cleveland Browns. So he's out of the conference. That opens up a spot. All right, now, Hooper replaced George Kittle, who's going to the Super Bowl. That's usually the case. All right, so I'm putting three tight ends in there. So last year we had Kittle, Ertz, and Austin Hooper. That opens up a spot. The Lions' first-year tight end last year, TJ Hawkinson, had the breakout of all breakout games in week one. All right? We were all ripping the pick at number eight, didn't like it, and all this kid did in the opener was catch six passes for 131 yards and a touchdown against Arizona. And it was like, woo-hoo-hoo, look at Big Hawk. That's why they went uh, with the number eight pick. This is fantastic. He's playing so well. All right? But after that, TJ Hawkinson caught 26 passes the rest of the season, then got hurt. All right? Good run blocker. Uh, We'll be playing alongside Jesse James, possibly Hunter Bryant. And it's year two. That's the year of the leap for TJ Hawkinson. I think he's got a ton of ability. He had a fantastic training camp last year and looked to be the part after that first game. And then just injuries derailed him, some drop passes. But he's got to perform. And I think I think there's going to be significant improvement this year Under as long as he's healthy. Who's his competition at tight end for that spot? Because George Kittle's a stud. And Zach Ertz is pretty good, too. All right? We know Kittle can really get it done. Ertz is excellent, and so is Dallas Goddard, who's another guy that you can make an argument for in the NFC. All right? Gronk, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard with the Bucks, all very good tight ends. Let's not forget about Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett with the Rams. All right, Higby broke out and produced the third-best receiving grade by PFF last year for tight ends at 90.1. Gerald Everett is very good, too. All right, so there's some competition. In Minnesota, Hawkinson was drafted before Irv Smith, yet if you look at Irv Smith's numbers last year, they were better than Hawkinson. Now, again, TJ missed a lot of the season due to injury. Kyle Rudolph is not going to be a, a Pro Bowler this year, but a good, solid tight end who always kills Kills the Lions. Josh Hill with the Saints, along with Jared Cook, a couple of good tight ends. You know, I think TJ's got an outside shot. All right. Evan Engram drops too many passes. Very, very, very uh, big target with the Giants. You know, uh, Greg Olson's with Seattle. Jacob Hollister's a good player. But this is, we're not, Austin Hooper is pretty darn good, and he's gone now. Gone now from the Falcons. So there's this little slot open here in the NFC. And maybe, just maybe, it is time for a breakout star (coughs) type situation from a first-round draft pick. We've been waiting for one of Bob Quinn's draft picks to really, really, first-round picks, that is. Kenny Galladay is a pick. But first-round pick to really star, to really shine. So I'm saying T.J. Hawkinson, blocking ability, ability to get downfield and catch the football, he dominated Arizona in week one. 
It's there. The ability is there. Why doesn't he have a shot to possibly make the Pro Bowl? I'm telling you, it's there. So a bit of a surprise maybe for some of you that TJ Hawkinson is number four. But to me, he was drafted eighth for a reason. Should have a nice, nice, nice improvement, uh, Im- improving season this year. No longer a rookie anymore. And hopefully sky up the tight end charts this season with your Honolulu Blue and Silver Detroit Lions. That'll do it for today's show. Tomorrow, number three on the list. I'm sure many of you are guessing and knowing who one and two are. But number three, also an interesting, maybe out-of-the-box selection. We'll do that tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network.